Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. We start with Ephesians chapter 2, and if I can just read. And by the way, I'm reading from the authorized version. I tend to preach from the authorized version because there are so many other versions and one can get a little bit confused. Anyway, it begins, And you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, I think we all understand the Elizabethan language that the word quicken simply means to make to live. Again, it's a, it's a term which virtually describes resurrection. Uh, I know the old Anglican phrase, and if you'll excuse me if I make a little joke here, might be difficult to translate, but uh, if you cross the street, uh, my joke is if you cross the street in a busy city, you need to be an Anglican because they refer to us all as either quick or dead. <laughs> and that's usually my expression. But that on one side, it is a reference to the fact that we are born again. It, it has to clearly explain, infer, or whatever you want to say, the positive fact that when we have been quickened, we have been resurrected, or uh, as Jesus himself puts it, born again. Because previously, although we were alive in the physical, spiritually, we were dead. And it really goes on to explain in uh, verse 2, wherein in time past you walked according to the count, the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of obedience. So whether you realize it or not, since the time of Adam's sin, the world has in effect, lived under the curse and control and power of Satan himself. And the reason that we have to be born again is because we have to break that curse, break that past, come totally free from that past. Hence, Jesus said, ye must be born again. Or uh, the scripture is quite clear that we are new creatures in Christ. In fact, that is the symbolism, of course, of baptism. I'm not going to deal with baptism here other than to mention the very symbolic nature of baptism is, as Paul says in Romans, we are buried with Christ in the water of baptism and we rise as a symbol of the recreation, the new birth, or here, the quickening. So what we have to do is literally break out of and break free from that evil demonic spirit. Now, of course, in verse 3, it says, among whom we all had our conversation, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But then it goes on to say, God, who is rich in mercy, even in verse 5, even when we were dead in sin, 
has resurrected us together with Christ. Oh, now that's interesting because, of course, Christ himself experience the resurrection and one has to understand and I don't think we fully and possibly I haven't even been quite so conscious of this previously the fact that what's happening is when we come to Christ like Jesus who literally had to die on a cross in order to break free from that life into which even he had been born and to take on the new life, the spiritual life of the kingdom. So we also have to take on the spiritual life of the kingdom. And then in verse 6 he says, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. So, from the moment of our new birth, from the moment of our resurrection from the moment that we are born again in Christ, we are given the privilege of being able to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Now, that is very strong because that heavenly place is not heaven. It has to be here because our spiritual life, our Christian life is lived down here. The eternal life that we have is something different. It's something extra. It's something that has yet to come. What we're talking about is your experience, my experience now, here on earth, we've been raised up in the new birth by water baptism. We have been raised up by Christ and as a result can sit here in a spiritual heavenly experience. So that our experience down here in Christ is, is already a foretaste of heaven. Something, I mean, I've tried to explain this in some of my previous messages from Ephesians, but literally it is this very essence, it is this very sense that we have a totally new life in Christ. And I can't emphasize this enough because I do not believe that if we are born again that anything from the old life should destroy us or damage us. And I do not believe that as Christians we are under, uh, under the control of any other spirit than the Spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit. So... Then in verse 7, he gives the explanation. Now, all of this takes place in order that the future can come. Because he says, he has done this, the purpose of this is that in the ages to come, that is, in the eternal kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, that we, he might show and reveal to us the total riches of his grace and his love and his kindness through Christ. So God can only reveal his love, his power, his glory through Christ. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk 
Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits.